Justice Barrett has the opinion of the court in case 21376, Holland versus Brackeen, and the consolidated cases. This is another case involving Indian law. Ordinarily, foster care and adoption proceedings are governed by state law. But when the proceeding involves an Indian child, a federal statute called the Indian Child Welfare Act, with the unfortunate, awkward nickname ICWA, kicks in. It tries to keep Indian children connected to Indian families. And it does so by setting a high bar for when an Indian child may be removed from her biological parents. It also requires state courts to place Indian children with Indian caretakers when possible, even if the child is already living with a non-Indian family, and even if the court thinks that it would be best for the child to stay there. Before us, a birth mother, foster and adoptive parents, and the state of Texas challenge ICWA on multiple constitutional grounds. They argue that it exceeds federal authority, infringes on state sovereignty, and discriminates on the basis of race. The Fifth Circuit agreed with some of these arguments and disagreed with others. We reject them all. We reject some of the challenges on the merits and others for lack of standing. I'll start with the petitioner's claim that ICWA exceeds Congress's Article I authority. Congress has broad authority to legislate with respect to Indian affairs. And while this power is not absolute, petitioners have not shown that ICWA exceeds it. Their principal theory is that ICWA treads on the state's authority over family law. It's true that Congress lacks a general power over domestic relations, and as a result, responsibility for regulating marriage and child custody remains primarily with the states. But the Constitution does not erect a firewall around family law. When Congress validly legislates pursuant to its Article I powers, any conflicting state family law is preempted. So ICWA is not unconstitutional just because it regulates child custody proceedings in state court. Next, petitioners claim that several of ICWA's requirements violate the anti-commandeering principle of the Tenth Amendment. This principle maintains that Congress lacks the power to issue orders directly to the states. And petitioners say that's what ICWA does. It says that it establishes procedures that states must follow when they initiate an involuntary foster care placement or termination of parental rights. But these requirements on their face apply to anyone who initiates a child custody proceeding, whether that party is a state entity, a private organization, or a private individual. The statute's even-handed application makes a commandeering argument a heavy lift that petitioners have not pulled off. Petitioners also challenge ICWA's placement preferences on anti-commandeering grounds. Recall that the placement preferences require state courts to place Indian children with Indian caretakers when possible. In a sense, these preferences do direct action by state courts because they require state courts to apply federal law. But this sort of direction is mandated by the Supremacy Clause of our Constitution, which establishes that federal law preempts any conflicting state law. So the placement preferences do not violate the Tenth Amendment either. We also uphold ICWA's provisions requiring state courts to keep records of child custody proceedings involving Indian children. Congress has long required state courts 
to conduct tasks that are ancillary to the adjudicative function, such as recording, registering, and certifying documents. ICWA's record keeping requirements are a piece of those. Petitioners raise two additional claims, that ICWA violates the guarantee of equal protection, and second, that ICWA impermissibly delegates legislative authority to the tribes by allowing the tribes to alter the placement preferences. We do not reach the merits of these claims because no party before the court has standing to raise them. Start with the biological mother and the foster and adoptive parents. They argue that ICWA unconstitutionally places them and other non-Indians on unequal footing with Indian parents who seek to adopt or, adopt or foster an Indian child. But they brought the suit against federal officials who do not implement or enforce ICWA. Only state courts apply the placement preferences and only state agencies carry them out. This mismatch means that the individual petitioner's injury cannot be redressed by judicial relief. And as for Texas, it has not shown that the placement preferences injure the state in a concrete and particularized way as Article III requires. For these reasons and others set forth in our opinion, we affirm the judgment of the Court of Appeals regarding Congress's authority to enact ICWA. On the anti-commandeering claims, we reverse. On the equal protection and non-delegation claims, we vacate the judgment and remand with instructions to dismiss for lack of jurisdiction. Justice Gorsuch has filed a concurring opinion which Justice Sotomayor and Justice Jackson join in part. Justice Kavanaugh has filed a concurring opinion. Justice Thomas and Justice Alito have each filed a dissenting opinion.